When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I'm in, in the break, I'm, I'm playing the Knicks a variety of ways tonight. That's what I'm doing in the break. What are you doing in the break? 800-919-3776. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up. Hi, Anita. I, I haven't been through what you've been through, but I did have two hip replacements. And, mm. uh, yeah, but not bad, not bad. Due to 40 years of jogging on New York City pavement. So that was, that's what I would attribute it to. Uh, you know what would, be, what would be amazing? If North Carolina does not get into the NCAA tournament, they were the preseason favorites. They were returning, I think, five out of their top seven players from last year's sem- uh, uh, runner-up in the NCAA tournament. And not to make the pl- – if they lose tonight to Virginia, they're going to have to win at least two games in the tournament to even have a chance. So I think that's some development, them not getting into the NCAA tournament. Uh, The point I want to bring up with you, Anita, now this has nothing to do with Daniel Jones or the salaries that quarterbacks are getting in the NFL. This is something different. Every player deserves as much money as they can get, and I, I believe that, of course. But don't you think the NFL is traveling down the wrong road with quarterbacks being absurdly paid more, much more than any other player position on no. the team. No. You don't think so? No, I think I think quarterback play is the most important position of it all is. In, in all of, in all of sport, Richard. Yeah, but, in all of but sport. Let me just interrupt you. It is. It's obvious that it is because nobody wins without a great quarterback. But don't you think we should put a de-emphasis on the passing game so that it evens up the play? I mean, I think it's it's. I think that the quarterback is being paid one quarter to one-fifth of the salary cap of the whole team. In no other sport do you see that. A goaltender or a starting pitcher or a center, none of that, or a hockey player. But, Richard, goaltender. we just agreed, but Richard, we just yeah. agreed that yeah, it is the most important. That that's the right way it should be, though. No, I, I know, is. but I, I know, I know you're not, I know what you're they're not traveling the right path. Look at Daniel Jones. I mean, God bless him. He should make $45 million. For one year of production, he's going to make one quarter or one-fifth of the salary cap because quarterback play is that important. I, I find that, you know, in the old days, guys like Dan Marino, they didn't win, and they were the best quarterbacks. They were the great quarterbacks that did not win. But now you can't win without a great quarterback. But but here's the thing, and Richard, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, um, you know, you know, the the Giants only only quote unquote only won nine games, right? You know, you know, I, I say this time and time again. I I think Dan Marino. I'm not just saying this because I'm from Miami. Has nothing to do with it. I, I truly believe Dan Marino was one of the best quarterbacks to play. Dan Marino. Dan Marino could run circles, th- throw circles, however you want to phrase it, uh, around Tom Brady. Tom Dan Marino was 10 times the quarterback Tom Brady is or was it's just he never won he never won a Super Bowl why because it's a team sport 
It's a team sport. Do you know that only one year, only one year, Damarino had a 1,000-yard rusher behind him? And he never, ever, ever had a top 10 defense. Ever. In his entire career. Never had a top 10 defense with the Miami Dolphins. So, um, I, you know, that, that you're opening up Pandora's box with me. Can't stand the whole GOAT conversation when you're talking about a player who plays on a team. Um, can't, can't stand that conversation. You want to talk about a GOAT with individual sports? I, I sit there and we can talk about it for hours. Um, but in, in regard to the conversation with Daniel Jones and making $45 million as opposed to $38 million and and you know, yeah, I mean, it's a small sample size and he's getting paid based on, or, you know, what, what he was able to do this season. But think about this out of all the people on the planet. Right. And, and I, I just, I just, I just want to have this visual visualization. Right. So, so I'm just calling up the, the league, right. The standings in the league out of the, the gazillion people on this, this planet. Okay, marinating this for a minute. There is only a handful, what would you guys say? 15, 1, 5, 15 quarterbacks that legit could help a team win a, win a Super Bowl. Out of all, like, the gazillion people on this planet, we're only talking about 15 human beings that have the athleticism, intelligence, um, the, you know, uh, Mike Lombardi uses a phrase I love. It's called the crib factor. And, and what that means is like when, when, when a player is born, like you're, you're just, you're born good at something, right? Yes. You hone your craft, you work hard, you train hard, you get the right coaching, um, you know, God bless if you got parents who, you know, support you and do all the things, right? But, and, and let's go, Josh Allen. Um, does Tua have what it takes to, to, to help a team win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. And, and majority of it has to do with dude can't stay healthy. And by the way, I think he should retire. I think, I think it's, I think it's disgusting um, that, that the league and, and the Miami Dolphins are not stepping in. You're talking about a human being's mental health in the long run. He gets another concussion. Forget about it. Um, Mac Jones, I love Mac Jones, but uh, I understand, uh, you know, uh, you know, story, st- still, a lot of people still haven't bought in. Okay, so we'll leave him out of the equation. And the Jets still looking for someone to throw a freaking football. So right now in the AFC East, really just one dude who we can honestly say can help an NFL team win a Super Bowl at the quarterback position. In the NFC East, Dak Prescott. I'm not a fan, so uh, but I'll throw him in. I'm sure there's people out there going, what are you talking about? Dak Prescott could, okay, uh, fine. Uh, Daniel Jones, again, jury's still out. Jury's still out. Jalen Hurts. I, I know I'm in the minority here. I think the Eagles should have won the Super Bowl. I, I think there's a big conspiracy theory there 
with the field that needs to be investigated. I found, oh wait, you ready for this? Were, were either of you producing with me last week when it was my first time able, talking about the Super Bowl? Were you guys on with me? Joe, no. were you, I know Jacob, this, you, this is you, the first time we're working together in quite a while. So um, the, the field was so God awful. And, and, and I, I, I'm not, I won't, it's, 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 it's a lengthy conversation. Um, Oklahoma state university developed the field with Tomahawk. It's called Tomahawk 31. I believe that's the name of the grass. 94 year old man who's been overseeing the Super Bowl NFL fields since its inception, decide to put rye grass on top of it. <laughs> it made it a disaster on top of the fact that they painted the field which made it a slip and slide, negated the Eagles' pass rush, which was an advantage for them. I found out something more this week. You ready for this? That 94-year-old dude, you know what his main job was? Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> oh, it gets, it gets better each and every week. Am I bitter because I lost money? Hell yeah, I'm bitter because I lost money. But man, somebody needs to investigate. This, this field, I'm telling you, each and every week, there's something else that comes up that I'm like, oh, snap. Are you kidding me? The 94-year-old man who oversaw the Super Bowl field, his main gig is Arrowhead Stadium. Ain't that some... <clears throat> I'm telling you, there's some stuff there. Somebody needs to investigate. Washington certainly doesn't have a quarterback. So, so right there in the NFC East, definitely Jalen Hurts. Okay, folks out there, Dallas Cowboy fans, just so you don't call in here and rip me a new one, we'll throw in Dak Prescott. So right now, AFC East, NFC East, we only have three quarterbacks that I think we can all agree on, legit, well, some of us can, that potentially have the skill set to help a team win a Super Bowl. In the AFC North, yes, for me, Lamar Jackson. Yes, uh, Joe Burrow. Yes, Deshaun Watson. Pittsburgh Steelers still developing. No, Chicago Bears, sorry, Justin Fields can run for days, uh, but he still can't pass. Uh, Detroit Lions, golf, mm, I'm on the fence. No, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, uh, is, I'm going to say no. So right there in the AFC, in the NFC North, we've got four. So now we've got a total of seven, right, guys? We're keeping count, right? So now legit half the league, we, we've, we've discussed seven quarterbacks now in the league that we feel have the potential to help a team win a Super Bowl. AFC South, Texans, no. Colts, no. Jacksonville, mm, uh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay, Joe. Okay. All right, fair. I, like, I'm on the fence. You say no, no. Tennessee Titans, no. Atlanta, no. Carolina, no. New Orleans, no. Tampa Bay, no. Nobody. How about that? Nobody in the AFC South or nor in, in NFC South or AFC South can, has any Ability to help a team win a Super Bowl. Whoa. So now we're at seven. We got eight teams left. Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson. Well, he's done it before, so there we go. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, yes. Raiders, no quarterback there yet. Derek Carr, again, still don't know. Still don't know. Okay, on the fence. Any of you, either of you want to chime in? You're welcome to do so. Not, I mean, as much as I would love to drink the Kool-Aid that... The Jets are, are feeding Derek Carr. I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, the Chargers, Herbert, I say yes. So three in the AFC West, in the NFC West. Uh, T- Kyler Murray, no. The Rams, yes, we saw it with Stafford there. 
the 49ers. Um, listen, uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, and the Seattle Seahawks, no. So now, so now we've got a total out of 32 teams. Out of 32 teams, we legit only have 10 quarterbacks that we in agreement here on 98.7 ESPN feel confident has the skill set, the knowledge, the athleticism, the arm strength, the wherewithal to help a team win a Super Bowl. Ten in the entire world. And Richard thinks that 30, 35, 37, 38 million dollars is not enough. Ten in the entire world. <laughs> it's crazy. Quarterback play stinks. Stinks in the NFL. And when you and, and when you've got a guy like Daniel Jones that I believe is on that fence, right? Like, man, could he be it? Could he be could he be one of those 10? Could he be a, a top 15, a top 13, a, a top 12 to potentially help us win a Super Bowl? Could he be it? Call the Brinks Chucks. Because in the entire world, the entire universe, right now we're only in agreement. It's crazy. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday evening with you until 7 o'clock. Next pregame comes your way. And then, um, of course, you'll be able to hear, tune in to the next game against the Pelicans uh, at 7.30. That's tip off. Let's go to Randy in Queens. Randy, welcome in. Good evening. How you doing? I'm good. What's going on, Anita? Um, not just hanging out on a Saturday night with you, Boo. What you got? Listen, man. I'm going to talk about this Aaron Rodgers situation. I'm a Jets fan, diehard, right? And and I I don't think he he'll last out here, man. He's too soft. I think it's too much ambulance out here. Too many cop sirens. I don't think he'll last. I'll take my chance with Derek Carr and his Bible, man. Bring him over here. I think Derek Carr and Mike White would be great for you. Yes. Keep the guy in the cage. He can stay over there in Wisconsin. We don't need him over here. I'm good with Derek Carr and Mike White. Okay, that's fair. I appreciate the call, Randy. Um, I, Listen, 
when when you when you look at both quarterbacks, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Derek Carr, they both have thin skin. They're both very sensitive. I think they're both going to have whichever if it's either or. I think I think either one of them is going to have um, a tough time uh, playing in New York City with this fan base and with this this and with the media here. I I just I think they're one and the same. The reason that I lean towards Carr is you don't have to give up draft picks and you don't have to eat the salary that the Green Bay Packers have already agreed to with Aaron Rodgers. So. You know, I, I lean I lean towards Derek Carr, but uh, socially, emotionally, I, I think they both present problems. By the way, all right. Um, again, uh, I host a digital betting show on ESPN Plus Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Um, and Jordan Renan was kind enough to join us on the program to talk about Daniel Jones and that and and what's going on with uh, with his his contract situation, and then Doug Kazarian and I had a discussion about the Giants and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and the probability of the importance of bringing them back and what it means in regard to next season. Let's listen in. Jordan Renan is joining us. He does a phenomenal job covering uh, the, uh, the New York football Giants. And some big news that has come out in the last 24 hours, and that is Daniel Jones has now switched agencies. He's gone from CAA, right, to Athletes First. Now, the big talk, obviously, this offseason is the Giants trying to recoup and get back Daniel Jones as well as Saquon Barkley. Aaron, what can you tell us uh, about all that has transpired in the last 24 hours? What does this mean for Daniel Jones? What does this mean for Saquon Barkley? Yeah, I mean, look, Daniel Jones is 25 years old. He's a free agent. The Giants turned down his fifth-year option, right? They declined it entering this season, right? Prior to this past season, when he had the best year of his career. So now, uh, you're talking about Daniel Jones trying to make the most of his free agency. He wants to get something done. He wants to remain in New York. The Giants are going to bring him back. Joe Shane has basically already said that. They want to bring him back. They're going to bring him back. The question is right now is only whether it's the franchise tag, 32.4 million, or a long-term deal. So obviously, it's definitely something when he changes agents right at this point. I mean, we're talking about right on the verge of hitting free agency or being slapped with the franchise tag. It means something for Daniel Jones. How much it's going to affect the equation, we don't really know. But it is definitely meaningful that he decided to switch uh, agencies right at this point uh, you know heading into this news uh, a lot of the speculation was that they were going to sign daniel jones to i don't know anywhere between 35 to 40 million dollars a year and tag saquon barkley if that's not the case and they're forced to, and they're forced to have to tag daniel jones what does that mean for saquon barkley to saquon barkley now get a get a long-term deal with the giants how do you see this this uh, snowball effect playing out yeah, I do see the two playing off each other, and I wrote about it in a story last week. Saquon Barkley loses his leverage the second that that the, the Giants, sorry, Saquon Barkley has leverage until the Giants have that franchise tag to use on him, right? Because you're talking about $10.1 million. That's a much nicer deal, one year, no long-term commitment on a running back, than the Giants already offered him. They already offered him somewhere between 12 and $13 million per season. So th those two equations definitely 
come into into the situation here when you're talking about Saquon and Daniel Jones, and they sort of play off each other. Daniel Jones, right, if the Giants can get a deal done with him earlier, then they have that franchise tag to use on Saquon Barkley. If it's a much more difficult negotiation than it, se- than, than it seems it's going to be, and like he just, look, he just hired a new agency, uh, that seems to indicate, look, there is a significant gap. This could be something that could drag on. The deadline for the franchise tag is March 7th. If the Giants have to use that tag all of a sudden on Daniel Jones, the likelihood that Saquon Barkley then walks or at least tests the market is significantly greater. And I've spoken to people about this. You know, the Giants are much more likely to let their running back walk than their quarterback. Like I said before, Daniel Jones is going to be back. We do not know that about Saquon Barkley. Now, the likelihood that Saquon Barkley returns if Daniel Jones signs a long-term deal before that March 7th window closes is much, much higher. It will be interesting interesting to see how this all plays out. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Doug, let's talk about this, right? Giants, Super Bowl contenders, uh, if they do bring back Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, do you feel that they could compete for a Super Bowl this next season? No, they're not quite there. They certainly overachieved this past season, and that's why Brian Dable won Coach of the Year, and rightfully so. This is not a championship-quality roster. Now, the division was better than we thought, and they still won nine games, and I think they deserve a bunch of credit. Their win total was seven, so it wasn't like they overachieved like no other. It wasn't from like five to nine, but they were still only a nine-win team, and I think that's their ceiling for the near future. I, I do agree that Saquon makes him better. I'm actually a believer in Daniel Jones, having seen him under Dable versus previous regimes, but the bar is set a little higher in the NFC, although the conference will be down across the board with the departure of Tom Brady and potentially the departure of Aaron Rodgers. But the class of the division is still the Eagles and Cowboys. Dallas couldn't make a run like we saw Philly last year if the Eagles offseason and the salary cap and all those problems sort of uh, come to fruition like we think they might. But I, the, the Giants are still a couple notches below. See, I disagree. If the Giants can work out a deal and bring back in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, I do believe that there is a scenario where they potentially could be that team in the NFC that nobody wants to play, right? I mean, listen, 9-7-1 nine, nine, last year. Brian Dable won Coach of the Year. Uh, their hands were tied because of Dave Gettleman and players that they had to let go. They're heading into this season in a much better situation, Doug, than they have in years past. They've got the third most cap space available, a little over $58 million. They've got nine draft picks. Four of them are in the first in, in the first three rounds. I do believe Leo Williams takes a hometown discount because he does love playing for this organization. It'll be really interesting to see if they trade for T. Higgins. Uh, as we know, if they do bring back Daniel Jones, he needs better weapons to work with. So just watch out. I know it sounds like I'm drinking the blue Kool-Aid, but watch out for these Giants. Some other big news happening here in New York, and that's Derek Carr. He visited the Jets this weekend. Wine and dining, right? Uh, so my question to you is, are the Jets a playoff team with, with, with Derek Carr, or do you feel that they should wait until Aaron Rodgers comes out of his dark room? So Carr would be an upgrade over what they had last year. Now, I'm not a Derek Carr backer, and as a Raider fan, I've been pulling for him or the team to get move on from him because I don't think his ceiling is high enough but they did surprise me a couple years ago he had a nice run into the postseason now they came up short against Cincy in their first playoff game but 
it, it could work with Carr enough for them to get to the playoffs. I just think the division and the conference is loaded. So, yes, the Jets were a real quarterback away from going to the playoffs. And if things go right again this coming season in terms of the defense and other things break their way, but their division is loaded and the AFC is stacked as well. Other teams are improving this offseason. Teams like Denver are sort of in that class with the Jets. So I would say no, but I understand their quality of play. Like they would definitely be a playoff team if they existed in the NFC. So I, I do believe the Jets are a playoff team. I think I think whomever, whether it's Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever quarterback they sign, I do believe that this is a Jets roster that can compete and contend to try to win the AMC East, let alone make some noise in the postseason. As to what quarterback I favor, for me, it's Derek Carr. I talked about it on my radio show um, extensively this weekend here in New York for a number of reasons. Derek Carr is a free agent. So the Jets don't have to give up any draft picks to get them, get him like they would have to with Green Bay if they wanted to uh, acquire Aaron Rodgers. Also, Derek Carr, since he's a free agent, it's a clean slate, right? It's a clean canvas in regard to what the Jets can negotiate in regard to a salary. Uh, if the Jets were to bring in Aaron Rodgers, they would have to eat the salary that the, that the, the uh, Green Bay Packers have already agreed to with Aaron Rodgers. On top of that, Carr is in his early 30s. I think Aaron Rodgers is at the, the tailspin of his career where, you know, what, do you get one year to go for it uh, for the Jets as opposed to Carr, who more than likely would sign a three- to five-year deal with the Jets and, and be here and give them some longevity? And last but not least, Carr wants to get a deal done by March 15th because he wants those free agent players who are going to be available to know, like, I'm the quarterback, I'm on this team, and help the organization lure in some players where Aaron Rodgers is in some dark room somewhere, doing God knows what, contemplating whether or not he wants to play at all. So for me, I think Derek Carr is the better fit. What say you? 800-919-3776. We just heard from Jordan Renan. Doug Kazari and I had the conversation, both on the Giants and the Jets, and it's all about the quarterback play, right? Are the Giants a team that could compete in their division, let alone maybe make a run at a Super Bowl with the, the, the availability of bringing back both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Are the Jets a playoff team, let alone a team that can make a run to try to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback at the helm other than Zach Wilson? 800-919-3776. Also, when we get back, we've got a little less than 30 minutes to get you ready for tonight. I've got some XFL plays for you. Uh, the D.C. Defenders and the Las Vegas Vipers, they kick off in less than 30 minutes. Um, and uh, and also some Knicks talk as we get you ready for that Pelicans game. Pre, uh, pre-game show starts right here at 7 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, 
board. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Are we taking a, a walk on the wild side? Is that what we're doing, gentlemen? Can I kick you? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Jacob! Can I kick it? Yes, you can. <laughs> I miss you, man. I miss working with you. Um, all right, no NFL, but we've got the XFL that kicked off last week. I'm going to toot my own horn. Don't do it often, but when I do, toot, toot, I'm doing it now. Went 4-0. Um, now, we had a game last night. Uh, I did not win that one. I had, um, hold on one second. Let me, I want to call up the score. <sighs> Can you believe this? Can you believe we're talking about the XFL and, and, and we're actually gambling. Well, let me ask you guys this, because we got Jacob and Joe who are producing the show. Uh, are, you guys, are you guys gambling on the XFL? Have you put money down on the XFL yet? I haven't yet, but as I'm looking at it, probably by the end of the season, I will put money on the XFL. By the end of the season? Then you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh, snap, I missed out on so much. I want to do my homework. I don't really know the players or mm. you know, get a gauge on how they – put the spreads and everything well good thing i'm here for you tonight so uh so again full disclosure went four and oh week one um i did have the sea dragons minus three and a half last night so i did lose that one so uh, the battle hawks beat the sea dragons 20 to 18 last night yeah thursday night football can you believe it or not last night thursday night it was thursday night what are we talking about all these days run together. Anyway, point being, in 20 minutes, uh, we've got another game kicking off. And it's the DC Defenders going up against the Las Vegas Vipers. Um, rain, wind, cold, bad weather conditions are expected tonight. Okay? Uh, on top of that, DC has a great defense. Greg Williams, former defensive coordinator for the Saints. Remember the trouble that he got in? Um, putting a bounty on those players, allegedly. Got to say that, right? Um, also, their offense quarterback, Ta'amu, only 86 passing yards last week. Uh, this is a D.C. team that they love to pound the rock, even though they only averaged 3.3 yards per carry. And the Vipers defense gave up zero, count them, zero touchdowns last week. So my play here is the under. Now, it was at 36.5. Um, yesterday... It was on Friday when I did Daily Wager. It was at 35 and a half. It's now down to 34 and a half. I'm still going to play it. So my play tonight, again, kicks off in about 20 minutes, is the under in the DC Defenders Vegas Vipers game. Tomorrow, we have San Antonio, the, Bra the Brahmas. Do you even know what a Brahma is, guys? I have no idea. Do you know what a, a Brahma is? B-R-A-H-M-A-S? Brahmas? Brahmas? The only one I know associated is with The Rock, so no. Okay. So San Antonio, uh, coached by Heinz Ward, which, of course, we all know 
that what that means they're dirty players. Oh, I'm kidding, all you Steeler fans, relax. Go eat a cheeseburger with some French fries in it. Orlando, the Guardians, they are the absolute worst team in this league. I mean, they are just god-awful. Um, the San Antonio team, the Brahmas, uh, they are a run-heavy team. They rush for 133 yards in week one. They put up 324 total yards. They average 4.2 yards per play, and they've got a solid defense. This is my best bet. Now, yesterday, this line was three and a half. It's now up to four. I would, stay, I would still lay it, okay? So San Antonio over Orlando. Orlando's the worst team in this league. They got their butts handed them by the Houston um, uh, Roughnecks. That's what Heinz Ward should be called. Uh, 33 to 12. Their offensive line is bad. Seven gave up seven sacks. Their quarterback, Lynch, was benched. Paxton Lynch. They're just god awful. So this is my best bet. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, San Antonio. And then last but not least, so it's funny. So tomorrow you've got the two worst teams pretty much. One would argue... San Antonio, maybe not the worst, uh, but the two best teams going up against one another, and that's Houston and Arlington. So the Houston Roughnecks, uh, coached by Wade Phillips, the Arlington Renegades, coached by Bob Stoops, both of them solid defense. Trent Harris is a defensive stud who Wade Phillips has on his uh, defensive line. Four sacks, he's an absolute beast. Um, walked away with three interceptions, and they actually he actually has a solid quarterback named Brandon Silver who has experience in these type of leagues. 272 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, but the key in week one was the quarterbacks who didn't get benched. It's not like any of these quarterbacks came out and like, did anything like outstanding, but you want to look at the ones who didn't get benched. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we are talking about the XFL. So anyway, uh, I, am, my, my, I, have a, I have a lean towards Houston, and I will lay the five. So again, uh, just to recap, uh, the under in the game tonight with D.C. and the Vipers. Uh, I love San Antonio. Minus three, minus three and a half. It's up to minus four. I'm still going to lay it against Orlando. And small lean towards Houston, minus five against the Arlington Renegades. Those are my plays. Quick break. We come back. We'll end the show strong, talking all things Knicks, getting you ready for your game against the Pelicans. And as soon as we get off, your Knicks pregame show will come your way at 7 o'clock, leading up to the Knicks tip-off at 7.30 against the Pelicans, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Final countdown leading into your Knicks pregame show right here on 98.7 ESPN. That's right. Uh, by the way, the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long. 
at the UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Buffalo Sabres at home on March 7th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, submit your entry for full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit the New York Islanders.com for team news, tickets, and more, and catch every Islanders game on the Islanders stream heard only on the ESPN New York app. So make sure you do that. Okay. Um, so again, uh, seven minutes left here. We we bleed right into your Knicks pregame show. And, uh, and you'll be able to listen to that Knicks Pelicans game right here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's look back before we look forward. Again, the Knicks uh, taking care of the Wizards, coming back from 19, but they were down 19 at 1.5738. And uh, Jalen Brunson, don't hear those calls anymore saying how much, oh man, we paid too much money for him. Nope, I don't think so. Uh, nine assists last night. Julius Randle, what a game he had, 46 points. Seven from downtown, seven seven from uh, seven of, of fourteen, and uh, and Mitch Robinson back in action with twelve rebounds. Talk about talk about a complete team, right? So then uh, again tonight they go up against the Pelicans. They're sixteen and fifteen at home. Julius Randle averaging twenty five, ten, and four. Brunson averaging twenty six and five assists a game. The Pelicans are 10 and 20 on the road. No Zion. So, so there's that. I'm really intrigued. A, when, if Zion does return to action, will it, will it be in the regular season? And when he does return, what's the timetable of, you know, this team getting back into, into true form? Because let's not forget prior to Zion, Zion getting injured, uh, the Pelicans were kicking butt and taking names. I mean, they they had they had found that that secret sauce. They had found that formula. So uh, really intrigued there. But this obviously is 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 not the team that started the season, um, of course. So I do like the Knicks tonight. We have Joe Wiz. He's got his own gambling show here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, like I said, it's and and it's not just like big picture. By the way, the Knicks. Over under 44 and a half wins on the season. Over is minus 120. Under is, is, is even. I'm going over here. Again, you know, am I drinking the Knicks Kool-Aid? I probably am. But I love the addition of Josh Hart. I know it's a small sample size, but he was averaging 17 points a game prior to the trade deadline. Love, you know, obviously we know what he does on the, on the defensive side of the court. Offensively, I mean that's that's awesome, averaging 17 points. Um, I wasn't expecting Mitchell Robinson to be back this soon, so God bless. That's fantastic. Um, I thought you know we had heard like one to two weeks, so obviously it was it was not the latter. So that's great. Brunson is shooting 52 percent from the field, 46 from behind the arc, and when you look at this Knicks schedule, it's not too daunting. It's not too difficult. Okay, you know, one home, two away, two home, one away. There is a stent where uh, where they do they do go to the left coast. In fact, I'm going to call up the schedule right now because um, I just want to give you that timetable. Uh, there is so you know so again home against New Orleans, home against Boston, home against Brooklyn, then at Miami, at Boston, back home against Charlotte. But then March 9th, 
through March 14th, uh, they, they, they have that, that West Coast swing. Sacramento, I like the Kings. They won last night. The Clippers, I'm probably, am I the only one who, am I, am I the only one who likes the addition of Russell Westbrook to the Clippers? I, I just do. I think there's, there's something about being wanted. And even though, yeah, LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook at the start of last season, but didn't want him towards the end, certainly didn't want him at the beginning of this season. And sure enough, LeBron got his way. He's gone. I also do like what what the Lakers did, by the way. I think the Lakers make it. I think the Lakers end up in the top six. Uh, they've got a ways to go, but I do believe they end up in the top six. But that's that's a discussion for a different day. Um, but the, the most difficult part of this Knicks schedule remaining at Sacramento, at the Lakers, at well, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, and then at Portland. So that the, the Sacramento Clippers Lakers swing from March 9th to the 12th will be, I would imagine would be a little bit difficult, maybe a lot difficult at that point in time. The, the new addition, the, the, the new look Lakers will be gelling, I think, by March 12th. And then home against Denver, Minnesota, I, I, two, key, two, two key games, or I should say two key matchups, two games against Boston, two games against Miami, a game against Cleveland, March 13th, March 31st. That's going to be an important one. Uh, those are probably your five most important games for this Knicks team and in the, in the remaining schedule. But again, I do like the over of 44 and a half. I just do. So, uh, so that's where I'm at. Um, as for the Nets, uh, tale of two, two sides, two stories here, right? Man, they only put up 87 points against the Bulls last night. Season low in points. Cam Thomas, 22, 22 points off the bench. Their highest scoring dude was off the bench. Ben Simmons dealing with knee soreness. Just shut him down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Anyway, um, I want to thank, of course, um, Jacob and, and Joe for producing the show. Gentlemen, always fun working with you. Uh, Jacob, I, I, missed, I missed working with you, so this was a treat for me tonight. Thank you very much. Um, I'm back tomorrow morning. Bright and early, 9 a.m., well, maybe not as early as it's been uh, with our New York Game Day show, because that was really early. That was 7 a.m., but, um, but, but early enough, 9 a.m., so uh, we'll recap the game tonight, the Knicks. Uh, again, I do expect them to walk, with, walk away with a win tonight against the Pelicans, um, so we'll recap that. Um, I'm looking possibly Moke Hamilton, good friend of mine who loves talking hoops, uh, looks like he's going to be joining us on the show tomorrow morning, which would be great. Um, and and I did not get a chance because we had so many callers, a lot of people wanting to talk about the NFL and Daniel Jones and the quarterback and the contract situation. Didn't get a lot of time talking about the Yankees and the Mets. I would like to do that tomorrow morning. And we will continue to talk about the Giants and the Jets as well. I know that's a hot topic here, especially as we get closer to um, taggy, taggy Day, which is March 7th. And that would be really interesting, some tough decisions that the Giants are going to have to make as we get closer to that date. So anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Have a fantastic night. Enjoy your Knicks pregame show coming your way next, the Knicks game. And I'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., bright and early, to recap, talk about, and take your calls. See you then. 98.7 ESPN.